Hello and welcome into another episode of Locked on Wolves. Today on the show, a final shot at ranking potential draft picks at number 53 for the Wolves. But first, we'll get to the latest Timberwolves rumors. Tyus Jones, a name that's cropping up some more Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, I guess rumors involving Carl Anthony Towns. We'll cover all that off the top. Then we'll get into a prediction and my quote-unquote uh, pick number 53 big board. It's all coming to the show on this draft day. Welcome in. You are Locked on Wolves. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NBA and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. Happy Thursday, everybody. Happy NBA Draft Day. And that's what we're talking about all show long. Today, A big thank you, first of all, for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can find Lockdown Wolves. You can also find Lockdown Wolves, along with all the other Minnesota Lockdown podcasts, on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. Just download the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app. More great local sports coverage 24-7, and it's free. Download, again, the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can also follow on Twitter at Lockdown T Wolves or at B Beacon. And that's with two B's, two E's, C K E N. All right, let's start today with the latest Timberwolves rumors related to the NBA draft. Most of these, I'm recording this late uh, Wednesday night, the eve of the draft. So a couple things kind of, I guess, quote unquote, breaking, if you will. If the, I mean, the rumors that are breaking, they're not actual things that have happened yet. But uh, a little bit of, of movement in terms of Wolves-related rumors late Wednesday. So I want to cover that and then get into, uh, over the last few days, I, I discussed a few different players that would be options for the Timberwolves with the 53rd pick. And I want to kind of um, go back and, and I guess rank them. Um, so we'll do that. And then I'll make a final prediction for what I think the Timberwolves will do, or perhaps more accurately will not do on, uh, on Thursday night in, in, uh, in the 2023 NBA draft. Because of course, because of course the Timberwolves do not have a first round pick. They only have pick number 53, which actually originally belonged to the New York Knicks. That is the only pick that the Timberwolves have in this draft. So uh, we'll do all that here on today's show. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into these uh, to these rumors. Um, first of all, the Carlton Towns discussion. Uh, a few weeks ago, it was floated. I forget who initially floated the idea, but um, it, it made a lot of sense. You know, Portland's in a weird spot with Damian Lillard, right? Like, does he stay and we try to build around him? Do we trade him and start over? It's really a can't-win situation. Um, and so there was kind of this off-mentioned idea that Towns could be traded to Portland for Anthony Simons and the number three pick. The Timberwolves could then take Scoot Henderson, likely, or, um, I mean, likely it would be it'd be Scoot Henderson or, or Brendan Miller. Um, and the that, that was just kind of like bandied about as a possibility. And then, of course, Houston at number four, similar idea. Well, Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports is now reporting that this, this uh, it was never even a real rumor, just something that kind of made sense in some ways for both sides. I, I've talked ad nauseum about the idea of trading towns. Basically, the cliff notes are his contract ratchets up to almost 50 million next year. Um, 
and it's and the Wolves are going to be in the luxury tax once they extend Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniel. So it, it may be easier to trade him now than next summer. But again, the Wolves don't have to trade Towns. Towns doesn't want to be traded. So I've all, I've maintained all along in the show, it's 75-25 Towns is in a Minnesota uniform on opening night next year. I, I think that's very likely. Um, but, I mean, Howard Beck was on this show a few weeks ago and said that it was a real possibility Towns would be traded. It's been rumored in, in some reputable places. But Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports is saying that the Blazers would not trade number three for Carlton Towns. He also then, by the way, um, you know, kind of wonders aloud, and, and actually so does Tyler Conway over at Bleach Report, kind of aggregated this and, and wondered aloud, like, what are the Blazers up to if they wouldn't trade the third pick for Carlton Towns? but yet they're open to trading it. Uh, Jake Fisher then talks about how the Blazers are interested in Bam Adebayo. Um, I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know, like Bam Adebayo in a vacuum, you could argue is every bit as good as Carl Anthony Towns because he's so good defensively, but the upside of Carl Anthony Towns still remains. I know we've been saying this forever, but he's still just barely in his prime. The upside there is much greater. So all that to say, I, like Portland allegedly doesn't want to do this I don't think Minnesota is, and according to, to Jake Fisher again of Yahoo Sports, the Wolves weren't all that interested in this deal either. And Tim Connolly said all the right things. He recently went on the radio, I think it was, and, and talked about how the Timberwolves are prepared to run it back next year. That's the plan, I think, is the word he used, but he would never say never to trading anybody. But then talk glowingly about Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns as who they're building around, which makes a ton of sense, right? I, I think everything he said is what you'd expect him to say. Uh, and, you know, Towns said some stuff recently on, I think it was Pat Bev, Pat, Patrick Beverly's podcast about how uh, the rumors are going to go as far as the Wolves front office allows them to go. Basically, they could come out and say, hey, we're not trading him. And, and Connolly basically did, right? He said, like, you never say never, but the plan is to not trade him, right? It's an unanswer answer, but it also makes sense. Like, you would never say never for anybody, right? For all intents and purposes, for all practical purposes, Anthony Edwards is not going anywhere, right? Um, Jade McDaniels is not going anywhere. Carlton Towns is slightly more likely to be traded, but it's still unlikely, right? So this is a notable report, that, you know, coming out and, and saying very blatantly, like neither the Wolves or Blazers are interested in this deal. So why are we why are we still talking about it, right? Um, so that's probably not going to happen. Now there's no report on Houston. I always thought Houston was less of a possibility anyway because. They don't have a superstar to the level of Damian Lillard at this point. They're still kind of mid-rebuild uh, or mid-build, I guess, at this point because it's been a few years. So I think it's pretty unlikely. Carl Anthony Towns has traded NBA draft night, or I should say agreed to a trade. Of course, he can't be traded until uh, like July 8th or something anyway because of the way the contract uh, extension went down. Uh, but an agreement could be made in principle to trade him on draft night. That seems pretty unlikely at this point. The other Timberwolves-related rumor that is out there is related to old friend Tyus Jones, of course, Apple Valley High School graduate, uh, Minnesota native, Tyus Jones, hero at Duke University and former Timberwolves, uh, technically not a Timberwolves draft pick, but acquired. I just talked about this, I think it was last week when I recapped Flip Saunders three years at the helm of the draft for the Wolves when he traded uh, the second rounders that became, I think it was Chetty Osman and and maybe Rakeem Christmas. He traded two second rounders, packaged them to move up into the first to take Tyus Jones, the same draft of Car as Carlton Towns. And uh, an astute pick, Tyus had a very nice career in Minnesota, finished as one of the best backup point guards in the league. And then he left. Gerson Rosas was unable to match the offer sheet that Memphis tendered to Tyus. He ended up going to Memphis and then signed an extension there last offseason. There were some Wolves rumors. Uh, rumored interest in Tyus Jones last offseason. He signed to stay in Memphis for two years and I think $30 million. 
Strangely, Memphis is apparently now reportedly open to trading Tyus Jones. Of course, John Morant has been suspended the first 25 games of next season, and Tyus is is still one of the league's best backup point guards. Um, and in a lot of ways, a rich man's version of Jordan McLaughlin, right? Like, there's a lot of similarities to how the two play. I mean, Tyus is a better defender overall. He's certainly a better shooter at this stage. Tyus has continued to become a better shooter. Um, this is something we can go into in more. I'd be surprised if he was traded draft night, although the rumors have really ramped up. We'll go into this in more detail in the coming days if he's indeed not traded on draft night. But according to Darren Wolfson locally on uh, his Scoops podcast, uh, Darren Wolfson of Score North and, and KSTP in the Twin Cities, and then also now also Jake Fisher of Yahoo Sports, who had the Towns Report. He says that the Wolves would be interested in Tyus Jones as well. The Wolves need an upgrade at backup point guard. Jordan McLaughlin finished the year as frankly, one of the league's worst backup point guards, the way he played late in the season, Tyus would be one of the best. And um, he's the type of, you know, happy to be low usage point guards, but can also knock down an open shot, can create a little bit, a good defender, um, like well-rounded, you know, has everything except for the size really. And, and, you know, consistent scoring chops, I guess, but a prototypical backup point guard, which is what the Wolves expected Jordan McLaughlin to be this year, and he was not. So it makes sense the Wolves would be interested. A trade is tricky, though, strictly from a salary perspective. The Wolves don't have much. We've talked about this before. Like, Torian Prince would almost have to be part of it. Um, Torian, of course, has the the deal that becomes guaranteed a couple days after the draft. So he could be traded and then waived if a team wants to save that chunk of cap space. He could be traded prior, or, or, or uh, I should say, after the contract becomes guaranteed. There's a lot of possibilities of Torian Prince, but it's a difficult thing for the Wolves to maneuver uh, given the salaries that are on their books or really the salaries that aren't because it's all big salaries, guys that are about to be extended or a few guys that aren't under contract. Like, you know, what what does that deal look like? Um, again, if we get past the draft and Tyus is still available, we'll dig a bit more into that. But just know that that's a name that's out there. And if I, like, other than the difficult, like it's not super easy because there's gonna be a lot of teams interested. And again, the contract thing is very sticky. But Tyus Jones would be a very good fit in Minnesota. If the Wolves could somehow make that happen, um, that is, uh, that's something I would, I would want to pursue if I were Minnesota. All right, my final pick 53 big board, if you will. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm giving the air quotes for it because it's weird. It's a second round big board, and it's not even the full second round. It's guys who I think have a shot at being available around 53 or if the Wolves were to trade up slightly. I want to get into all that. I want to talk about the six guys that I profiled the last couple of days, rank them in the order in which I would prefer them to be drafted and also kind of hit a couple of mock drafts, like where different mocks have them going. And then we'll get to my prediction predictions, I guess, for draft night. So we'll do all that here next. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our title sponsors over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs Put simply, they make you look good. I started wearing bird dogs about a month ago now, and I I remember it because I don't think it's too much to say they were pretty life-changing in terms of summertime, one pair of shorts. I have a couple pairs of bird dogs, but one type of short, right? I have like a light blue pair. I have a light gray pair, and they basically match with anything. And um, I can wear them at any occasion. I can put them on. Example I always use is like Saturday morning, put them on. Uh, I can run to the store, run out, get coffee, whatever, come home, lounge around the house, go to the backyard and grill, run back out to the store if I need to, whatever. Um, they look good. They they fit like, they look like khaki shorts, but they fit and feel like athletic shorts, like basketball shorts. Uh, they really are extremely comfortable. They're, they're, trust me, they'll be the best shorts you've ever purchased. Go to birddogs.com slash lockdown NBA. You'll get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. I have one. 
It's also fantastic. I use it almost every single day. That's birddogs.com slash NBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. Don't miss Locked On NBA Draft Live on Thursday night. Pick-by-pick analysis from our stable of local NBA hosts, national reaction from our NBA big board hosts, and live check-ins from inside the NBA Draft, Locked On NBA Draft Live, starting at 6.30 Central, that's 7.30 Eastern, on the Locked On NBA YouTube page tonight. And of course, uh, I should mention, related to Wolves rumors, there isn't there's, of course, this rumor we talked the other day about the Wolves having interest in moving back in, or moving into the first round. They're currently in the first round or moving up in the second round. Um, I'll cover my prediction on that side later, but it's it's going to be hard to move into the first round of this draft. I know Denver just did it, um, but they had traded other picks to get a future first rounder next year. Then they traded a second plus that first to get into the first round. It's not easy. Like there's a lot of teams that are trying to get this fixed cost rookie scale deal. Those types of, you know, ideally plug and play rotation guys towards the end of the first round. That's exactly what the Wolves are trying to do. Um, and so it's, it's going to be hard to do that. But if they do do that, I will appear on the Locked in NBA Draft live show live um, if the Wolves are able to move back into the first round. Otherwise, unfortunately, I'll have to sit it out. I'll be watching it along with all of you. So second screen it if you're watching the draft on TV or or simply just cast it onto your TV. Use your YouTube app on your television and, and uh, watch the Locked in NBA Draft live show Thursday night. Again, going live 6.30 p.m. Central on the Locked in NBA channel. All right. Um, so I spent the last couple of days here on Lockdown Wolves talking about a few different second round options for the Wolves. And the way I've kind of termed this is players that are often mocked in like the mid forties to the end of the second round. So probably not, you know, a couple of them maybe could go in the thirties, but they're probably mid to late second round guys. I didn't want to focus too much on early second, late first. There's just too many variables in this draft. And, um, it's still obviously not a perfect science. And what are the odds? One of these guys is actually somebody that will take a 53, but I took the guys that are most frequently mocked again, second half of the second round and profiled each of them, spent a segment on each of them the last couple of days. And now I'm going to rank them for you. So um, if I'm the Timberwolves at number 53, the player I would cross my fingers and hope is on the board is Jalen Clark of UCLA. The, the, the cliff notes on him are he's, um, Essentially, a, a little bit of a smaller wing, but he's got a six-five. Excuse me, six-five with a six-nine wingspan. Um, I think of him as a wing version of a more polished and certainly less athletic, but more polished version of Josh Mina. What I mean by that is he's extremely active. He has a nose for the ball. He's outstanding on defense, both off and on the ball. He's fantastic guarding the point of attack, and really, really good getting through screens um, and just kind of having being able to sniff out opposing sets. I think he's one of the best defenders straight up in the entire draft. Um, now the modest athleticism is kind of what limits him. He also, his, his shooting touches is, um, his shot is, is stiff. I, I think I said it was robotic the other day. He doesn't have a good free throw percentage. He's got a good runner though. So there is a little bit of scoring upside, but modest athleticism and limited scoring ability is what's going to make him a second round pick. I've seen him mocked anywhere from like 33 in the second, you know, 33rd overall, like early in the second round to like after the Wolves pick in the late 50s. He's all over the board. And I think guys with, to me, he's one of those players who often gets overlooked by NBA front offices because of, like, he he isn't super athletic. And so he's overlooked. Like that, for some teams, is is a pretty major disqualifier. But obviously that's silly, right? If he could do everything else, he could be a productive NBA player. Um, And, you know, the shot isn't ideal, but like, I think the other day I also kind of compared him to Josh Okogie 
I don't even know that he has as much offensive upside as Josh Kogi, which sounds scary, but I think he's a better cutter than Akogi was early, and Akogi got better at that. He's got more touch on a floater than Akogi ever really showed. So I think from the way I would put it is his floor right now offensively is higher than Josh Akogi's was, but I don't know that he's got a whole lot of upside. However, he's so good defensively. To me, he's just the most intriguing player you could possibly get at 53. And, you know, I mentioned mock drafts here a minute ago. Like, um, let's see, where was he in this draft? I, I want to say, yeah, so like the Bleacher Report mock draft has him going 56. So three picks after the Timberwolves. Um, but other mocks, like, uh, let's see, like the Ringer, I want to say has him going much earlier. Uh, at 51, I guess. The Ringer has him going a couple picks before the Wolves. So, like... There's there's your snapshot, right? Like a couple of picks before, a couple of picks after. I haven't really seen anybody mock him to the Wolves, but I like him a lot. And I'd love to get Jalen Clark if I'm the Wolves at number 53 in this draft. Second on my board would be uh would be Jordan Miller. And what I like most about Jordan Miller is it, well, really, it's just that he's he's well rounded more than anything. He's out of Miami. He's the one who had that really impressive tournament game. Um, he's older. He's like 23 and a half already, but I like that he can do a little bit of everything. He's a good cutter, a good slasher. He finishes at the rim. Well, um, he's a pretty good defender again, well-rounded. I should say six, six, seven foot wingspan athletic enough. Like there's, it, it's kind of that Jack of all trades, master of none, um, without like real three point range. And that's why he's on the board very likely in the second round. But again, he's mocked all over the place. So I'd say Jordan Miller of Miami, a bleach report has him at 55. So another player mocked after the wolves on that one. Um, the ringer, these are just kind of the two, actually the ringer has him going to Minnesota at 53. Um, I don't have the ESPN one pulled up anymore, but like I looked at a few other ones and these are just the two that I'm going to quick reference here as I go through these, but like Jordan Miller at 53 to the wolves, that's reasonable. I think that, Again, a little bit of an older player, a smart player, uh, basically was a super role player in college. I know he averaged 15 a game, but he also, he's a pretty good rebounder for his position. I like him as well to Minnesota at 53. So Jordan Miller is number two on my list. Number three is Seth Lundy. I talked about him, I think, on Tuesday's show. Seth Lundy of Penn State, 6'6 with a 6'10 wingspan. Most mock drafts have him going a little bit earlier because he's such a good shooter. Um, in fact, the ringer has him going at 36. Bleacher Report has him going at 41. So both of those are actually pretty early in the second round. It's unlikely he's on the board for the Wolves. But what I like most about him is he's a phenomenal catch-and-shoot player. He was 41.3% catch-and-shoot in college. It's really all he does in offense, but he's so good. And he's so good prepping his shot. I compared his footwork the other day to to like some of the best shooters, um, like guard guards. And Seth Lundy's 6'6", with a 6'10 wingspan, broader shoulders, big body. Um, but he preps before he catches the ball and gets off his shot very quickly. I think he's going to know his role and be a very clean fourth option in the NBA. Limited defensively, but again, big body, good length. Um, so I like the possibility of Seth Lundy as a really comfortable role player at the NBA level. Um, so... I would be very, very happy if he was on the board for the Wolves at 53. I don't necessarily expect it. In fact, I think Clark and Miller are both more likely to be on the board. Uh, number four is Keontae Johnson. I talked about him on Wednesday's show. He's a true combo guard out of Kansas State. He's the one who um, had the uh, the health issue a couple of years ago and collapsed on the floor, was medically cleared, and played all of last season, was healthy, cleared again in May prior to the draft process. Six foot five with a, a pretty solid... A, a good 6'11 wingspan, well-rounded offensively. He's he's a combo guard, um, 
but he's he's more of a shooting guard. Like some of the live ball passing um, was not all that impressive. A lot of turnovers, but he's very strong. He's got a pretty decent first step. Very good cutter, athletic, a good catch and shoot guy, but doesn't shoot well off the dribble, and a solid defender. Another kind of jack of all trades, master of none. And honestly, if it wasn't for the heart issue. And if he maybe had a little bit more size or a little bit more athleticism, he's a first-round pick because, again, he's good at almost everything. And that's the thing with the second round. I said this on, I think it was Monday's show. You're either going to find somebody that's outstanding at one thing and poor at a bunch of things or guys that are well-rounded. Um, they just don't stand out in any one area. And, like, uh, you know, for Seth Lundy, his outstanding skill is shooting. For Jalen Clark, um, his outstanding skill is just defense, but he's got a poor offensive game. Jordan Miller and Keontae Johnson are both examples of well-rounded players who fit that jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none bill, perhaps a little unfairly because I'm, I'm really just summing that up very quickly, but um, that's essentially what those guys are. All right, two more players to talk about, number five and number six on my list for number 53, and then I'll give my predictions for Thursday night and, uh, and NBA draft night. So we'll do all that here next. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is also brought to us by our friends at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, so number one on my big board for number 53 for the Wolves, Jalen Clark from UCLA. Number two, Jordan Miller, University of Miami. Number three, Seth Lundy, Penn State. Number four, Keontae Johnson, Kansas State. Number five, Colin Castleton, another five-year player like Keontae Johnson was. Castleton played a couple years at Michigan, finished his career at Florida. And he is, I would say, kind of your prototypical backup big that you're going to find in the second round that's really good at a couple of things in this case, but also has some clear... Uh, areas where he lacks. Uh, the Ringer has him going 52nd. Bleacher Report has Castleton going uh, 51st. So both of them right before the Wolves at 53. So very possible that he's on the board for Minnesota. He's a fantastic drop, uh, fantastic as as your as the big and drop pick and roll coverage. He can protect the rim in in that coverage. He's a good help side defender. He's got good feel, very comfortable in drop coverage. The other day I, I said he's much more comfortable than say what Cat or Nas were a few years ago when the Wolves ran a lot of drop. They're both much better now. And and of course Rudy is typically the drop big for the Wolves. Uh but I, I think he's a good rebounder too. The numbers aren't maybe quite what you'd like them to be for a guy that's basically seven feet with decent athleticism and good feel. Uh but they're good. He's competitive on the glass. And I, I actually like his offensive rebounding skill more. And I kind of see him at the NBA level as kind of helping to initiate for a second unit at the elbows, uh, surrounded by cutters and spot up shooters. And then he he's kicking the ball out or hitting a cutter. And then he's crashing. Um, well, I guess kicking the ball out and crashing, hitting a cutter and hopefully not clogging up the spacing too much. The actual jumper isn't all that great. Like it looks okay, but the results aren't fantastic. Um, he's got a good free throw percentage. Again, the form looks pretty good, so there could be some upside there. 
you know, I, I think his ceiling is probably as like a rotational big. I don't think he's like a true starter at the NBA level. Again, second round pick for a reason. But um, I like him as a potential backup big if the Wolves, for whatever reason, feel like, hey, we aren't going to keep Nas or we are going to trade Cat or whatever. Not that this pick would necessarily tip their hand there because you could always trade him later as the Wolves did last summer with Walker Kessler. Um, but given what the, you know, like you could draft him and let, Nate Knight and, and Luca Garza go and still keep Nas and Cat and he's your fourth big. Like you could do that. Um and then you have that cost certainty, whatever you sign him to, a partially guaranteed deal. And um, you know, I think he's pretty plug and play and that he's not gonna kill you defensively or on the glass. So I like Colin Castleton as that fourth big type role if he's on the board at fifty three. Number six for me is Mari Bailey, also of UCLA. He's a six four guard with a six seven wingspan. Um He's a really good defender. I don't, he's not quite as good as his his former collegiate teammate in Jalen Clark, but he's a solid defender with really active hands. I said this on the show the other day. He plays much longer than he is. I thought he had a bigger a wingspan bigger than six seven after watching him play because the rear view contest is so good. The recovery is good. The help side blocks are really impressive. I don't know that his 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 length and you know his reliance on recovery. Uh, when he gets beat, we'll play as well in the NBA. I, I think the footwork isn't as good as, say, Jalen Clark. But overall, a good defender, uh, low-volume shooter, but he was 41.5% in catch-and-shoot opportunities. And I think he's going to develop as a shooter. Uh, the mechanics aren't – he doesn't repeat them super well. If you watch a bunch of Amari Bailey, he's a little different every time he shoots the ball. And, but he also – he scores in the mid-range. He's got good touch around the rim. I worry about his frame on both ends of the floor. Can he – can he build enough strength? He's the least plug and play of all these guys. Um, now there's maybe more upside to to like a Keontae Clark or even a or excuse me Keontae Johnson or a, or a Jalen Clark, but Amari Bailey needs to build out his frame to be a, to be a true NBA rotational guy. I don't think he plays NBA rotation minutes this year, and um, if the Wolves were to pick him, I think he's a G League guy early on. Um, he is. Let's see, where is he mocked? Uh, He's actually mocked at 34 at Bleacher Report. So because again, the upside is impressive. He's marked at uh, mocked, excuse me, at 40 at the Ringer. So because of the upside, and he was such a such a, um, I think he was a five star high school recruit, so highly touted coming out of high school, and went to a really good team in UCLA. Had a little, you know, bits of a somewhat of a disappointing season. One and done player. Upside is there. But if I'm the Wolves, I'd rather have one of these guys who you're pretty confident can be plug and play and play for you year one or year two. Like what I believe we're going to see out of Wendell Moore Jr. and Josh Minot. Now they both played briefly rotation minutes this year, but both those guys figured to be big parts of the Wolves plans this year. I think Minnesota wants to keep doing that. Tim Connolly had a track record of doing that in Denver. Amari Bailey's a couple years out, I think for being a true competitor contributor at the NBA level. So that's why for me, he's six out of the six players I talked about. All right. My predictions for Thursday night. This is going to shock you. It's going to be really exciting. I don't think, I think the Timberwolves pick at 53, and I think that's it. I think that we'll hear that they tried to trade up. They tried to trade back into the first round. They've got a few future second rounders at their disposal if they want to like trade a future second and a 50, the 53 to move up to 35 to get Jalen Clark or whoever. That's possible. I think that's the most likely, if they do anything, I still think they do nothing tonight or yeah, tonight, Thursday night, 
But if they do something, I bet it's a future second rounder package with the 53 to move up. I don't think they get all the way into the first round. That's going to be a steep price. And unless there's somebody that they've really fallen in love with, and oftentimes teams will come into a draft with like, hey, these are the guys we're targeting. If he's available at this point, here's what we'd be willing to consider giving up. Here's teams we'd target to try and trade up with. So I'm sure that those on draft night, could those discussions could get much more serious if a certain player slides that the Wolves are maybe interested in. I, we don't see that as much in the NBA draft as you might in, like, say, the NFL draft. But the Wolves, no doubt, will have some guys that are targets, and they would move up to get them if they're still there at a certain point in the draft. So anything's possible. I don't think Towns will be traded. I don't think there will be an agreement on a Towns trade. I don't think we'll get any additional Towns rumors uh, coming out of the draft. Torian Prince is a possibility, um, but my money is still on the Timberwolves keeping Torian Prince until his salary guarantees in a couple of days. I think it's on Saturday it guarantees, Saturday the 24th. That's what I think they're going to do. And then... um, they could always trade him later. Like you could always trade him in like August. Uh, you know, w- when was the Gobert trade? Like mid late July. You could trade him later. You could trade him at the deadline, or you let him walk and he's an expiring next summer, right? So, and also like if you trade Prince, you still got to fill that role. Torrey Prince is a pretty big piece of this team last year. Struggled at times certainly, and and was disappointing in some ways. But um, he shot almost forty percent off the bench and was like their eighth guy, right? Like Kyle Anderson and um, and uh, I guess Kyle Anderson would, would be your primary be like your sixth man. So Tory Prince would have been like your seventh or eighth man. Um, so like, I don't know. I, I just don't think you trade him to try and, and like essentially offload some salary, create some space and, and maybe get a pick. I just don't know that, that that does a lot for you. And you can just trade him later. If you really feel like that's necessary, you do need to create the cap space later. Um, incidentally, it, it came out that the cap will actually be $2 million higher next year than was originally projected. And that's still not a final number. So that's good news too for the Wolves. Um, So all that to say, I know I'm a wet blanket. I think the Wolves will pick up 53. Hopefully they'll pick one of the guys, uh, you know, the six I just talked about. If they don't, maybe they package a future second to move up in the second round to get somebody they've targeted. Um, Otherwise, we'll have July and August for rumors, right? We have free agency upcoming. There will still be cat rumors, no doubt. Um, But that's my take. If the Wolves trade up into the first round, we'll do a live, uh, probably a live show. We'll certainly do an emergency show, depending on timing and all that stuff. Um, If the draft's still ongoing, it may not be live, so I may record it, Uh, but we'll see. We'll do an extra show, though, if if the Wolves trade into the first round on Thursday. And uh, either way, we'll do a Friday show reacting to whatever the Wolves do on Thursday night. That'll be Friday's show. And then next week... Got a couple of uh, interesting crossovers kind of lined up, so more to come on that. But uh, but other teams that are potentially interested in trading for Carl Thady Towns, um, some of those types of conversations and also some free agency previews and all that stuff next week as well. So a big thank you to uh, for listening and for watching once again to the show. A big thank you to those of you that are everydayers and do make this your first listen every day. Of course, this show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube as well as all of your favorite audio platforms. You can also watch the show on Locked On Sports Minnesota, that's the app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. You can follow on Twitter at Locked On T Wolves, and also at B Beacon with two B's, two E's, C K E N. Of course, the Locked On Wolves podcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Remember, the Locked On Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Locked On Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Enjoy the draft.